0: Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart.
1: Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden,
0: Colorado.
2: What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Kenny King Jr., and you're tuned in to the Raider Cody Podcast Show. What's up, Raider
3: Nation? This is Stewie H, the UK's biggest Raider fan, and you're tuned in to the Raider Cody Podcast Show.
4: What's up, Raider Nation? This is Wayne Mayberry, aka the Violator, and you're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast Show. Get your ears on and get some of this,
3: yeah!
5: What's up, Raider Nation? A new week here for the Raider Cody Podcast, and we got some news for you. Not just for the football team, but for this podcast. And first, I just want to introduce you guys to my new and improved co-host, Chris White Tiger Wysong, man. Chris, I tell you what, you know, I was trying to think you needed an alias, and White Tiger, man, for some reason, slipped in my head. Uh, You know, when we teamed up, You were were a tiger trapped in his cage, man. You're stuck to blogging and writing articles, and that's cool and all. People like it, but it's all about podcasting now. And now uh, on the Raider Cody podcast, I think we've unleashed the white tiger. And I'm going to tell you, man, you're a rare talent, and I'm glad to have you on the team. What's going on, man?
1: Cody, appreciate it. What up, Raider Nation? You know, if one good thing could come from the third-round pick for Martavis Bryant trade, if that one good thing could be my nickname, White Tiger, then I'll roll with it, man. I'll take the the, the one good out of that whole situation. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm down, dude. It, it sounds good. I'm just excited. I appreciate this whole opportunity with you here. And we just got to keep the ball rolling, man. Raider Nation.
5: Yeah, man. We got a good thing going here. And uh, it's starting to pay off a little bit. Next uh, big news. Uh, we have an opportunity now to grow a little bit. We expanded our wings. We got a new partner in this thing, and if you're listening to this right now, you should notice that our album artwork has a new little logo down there in the bottom left-hand corner. That's that's a Raiders Beat right there, yep. Uh, Connected with a guy, and one thing led to another, and here we are. I'm glad to announce finally that this podcast is the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com, and uh, looking forward to what they will bring to the table for us, all the... All the attention it'll draw, and if you're here from Raiders Beat, welcome. I hope you enjoy the show coming for you, and uh, anyone new, like I said, you know, we're doing position groups, so uh, look forward to some wide receiver breakdowns this week.
1: Yeah, man, we're extremely excited to be part of the Raiders Beat family and uh, represent Raiders Beat on this podcast. We're excited, and uh, you know, the opportunity is good, and we just got to take advantage of it, but at the end of the day, man, we're just talking Raiders football. And, uh, you know, that's that's what it comes down to. So we're happy to do that.
5: Yes, sir. And let's not forget about, you know, the two guys that have still stuck with us. We got dc4lcustomtees.com. Make sure you check out their website. Got some Raider Cody merchandise on there. Got some shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, beach towels. They got, I mean, they got it all, man. Everything's there for you. And also check out Raider Nation for Lifer. rn4lifer.com. They got the coolest Raider Nation flag I've seen. I mentioned it last week. Full embroidered, all stitched, legit, man. It's not that cheap twelve dollar flag you get on Amazon. No, man, this is the real deal. He's kind of local. He's right down the street from me, and uh, some good stuff, man. Got some patches, and uh, not gonna lie, dude, we got we got a good arsenal of support here, Chris, man. Don't you agree?
1: Definitely do, and Raider Nation for lifer, man. His uh, his IG is lit with all of his product and stuff. Some awesome stuff if you're a Raider fan to check out. And yeah, we have a really good lineup, and obviously, you know, uh, you know, led by being the official podcast of Raiders Beat, we got everything we need to move forward and talk Raider football for you guys.
5: Yes, sir. So, speaking of moving forward, we got a friend of yours coming on as a guest today, Jose Sanchez. You want to tell us a little bit about Jose?
1: Jose, man. He's, uh, you know, it's cool to be in like the Twitterverse of uh, Raider Nation, Raiders Twitter. It's a dangerous place, but it's also, there's a lot of positive too. And uh, Jose is one of those positives. I've really enjoyed talking football with him, Um, you know, whether it be the Raiders or the NFL or fantasy football. And, uh, you know, I thought he was a really knowledgeable guy to bring on the show. And, you know, he can drop some knowledge, spit some fire out on the Raiders roster and go through the position group of wide receivers. Uh, There's a lot to, you know, that probably needs to be upgraded in that group. So to have a different guy come in here with a different opinion to hear him out, uh, looking forward to it.
5: Cool. Let's see if we can get a hold of Jose. Let's do it. Here he is, man what's going on Jose? What's going on
0: Cody what's going on Chris? how you guys doing on this fine evening?
1: What's up man? Uh, just really excited to have you on talk football go over wide receivers, just Raiders in general uh, before we get into all that Jose um, let uh, let the listeners know where where can they follow you. Um, I know you write for some different uh, websites, different blogs so let the listeners know where they can find you
0: yeah guys like like, my dear friends chris and cody said uh name's jose sanchez and on twitter you can find me at j s a n c underscore 21 and i write for various sites but mainly my two top core ones are for just blog baby is a dedicated raider site for the fan side network and i also write for uh, clutch points where i just talk about general nfl but um for this case, Raider fans, just blog babies where you want to go. You know it's the upcoming, pretty hot site right now. So check it out. Follow me back and um, talk football with me. I'm more than glad to talk football or any answer any questions you guys all have. I can second that, uh,
1: <coughs> Jose on Twitter. Me and him talk football quite a bit. He's a knowledgeable guy, so just shoot him a follow at Twitter, man. Absolutely a good follow. Absolutely. Now let's uh, let's
5: quit screwing around, guys. You ready to talk about wide receivers? <laughs> let's do it man let's get to yeah. it yeah cool man so first we're gonna talk about what's on the roster now or what was on the roster at the end of the last season and uh the first name that stands out man uh Jordy Nelson you know finished the Jordy. year 63 targets 739 yards three touchdowns Jordy's gonna be 34 next year man and his contract price actually takes a little sink to our cap hit man Chris what's uh what's his cap hit next year
1: in 2019, his cap hit is 5.36 million. Um, they could save uh, 3.56 if they were to cut him, but you know, I don't, I don't see that happening uh, personally. Um, you know, when you look at, you know, when we brought in Jordy Nelson, I don't really like to bring in the like Crabtree replacement tag. I think that's kind of unfair. But I thought of him as a nice like veteran compliment to Amari Cooper. Thought he might have some juice left. Obviously, we traded Cooper, so jordy nelson was thrusted into the wide receiver one uh the number one target he uh he started okay um you know he had a big game in miami had a decent game against cleveland and against the chargers but then he battled some injuries Mm -hmm. he didn't even have more than like week six through 12 he didn't even have more than 16 yards in any individual game but you know, and at that point, I was worried. I was like, man, yeah. I don't I don't see him on the roster next year. Mm-hmm. But he closed the year. The last five games, he had 38 catches for 386 yards. Small time. And, uh, you know, he uh, he proved that, uh, you know, I think he has a, a place on the roster in 2019. Maybe not as the wide receiver one, right? Maybe as a nice wide receiver three. But what do you guys think? I agree. Uh, not necessarily. We should, I hope we don't stick him in
5: the in the number one wide receiver role again, he's, uh, he's he's got the talent, man. He's a smart guy. Obviously, he's developing good chemistry. And I'd imagine, I mean, he's picking up that playbook pretty well, as you can tell by the end of the season. So he's well worth the keep. And he was part of that group that got their 2019 roster bonus paid forward. So, uh, I mean, lock him in, man. I say lock him
0: into the 53. At the last five games of the season, he really started to pick it up. And, I mean, I remember when we first acquired him, it seemed like, oh, we're gonna get Jordy Nelson and Crabtree and Cooper. Well, yeah. that dream died in like two days. <laughs> yeah, and then right, I even right. I even remember when I was going to training camp, people were talking about and the coaches, Jordy Nelson, this guy's not old anymore. He's still fast, but we saw in the season this guy's pretty slow. I mean, you <laughs> watched that Miami Dolphin game he where he got hit twice and shorty dude you got long strides but you're like chugging like a choo-choo train right now bro you can't go anywhere that fast but i mean yeah no you guys are definitely right he he's not a wide receiver one or two anymore and three is a perfect spot but i mean take take the cap hit. you know you already have him this is this mm-hmm. last year most likely um he's he'd be more beneficial in the locker room the same reasons that i pointed out when he first got brought on uh nearing a year ago is that he's wasn't brought on mainly for his production he's brought on for that locker room and he's brought on for that veteran leadership which is something you know how many drop picks do the Raiders have like a million at this point and so you're gonna need a lot of leadership in there and what do you think about when you have leadership well I think about what the Raiders it comes back to 2014 when they took a lot of slack for all those older veterans Mm -hmm. they they brought on they were you know, oh, they're the oldest team in the league. But look, the next year later, they took that big leap with all the younger players. They're able to soak up all that knowledge. They were able to elevate their gameplay through coaching through themselves. So it's it's definitely beneficial. And in, in terms of you know, you need somebody on that level like a Jordy Nelson to get in those players' head. You know, like they respect it. Um, I'm pretty sure you guys are all saw how Derek Johnson, you know, made everything clear on on Twitter when he yeah. hopped on Colin Cowherd. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but when he said the whole players looked at me like, Oh, with so much respect because I was there for like double digit years. And, you know, think about that. Jordy Nelson, they're going to yeah. be, you know, Marcel, Eightman. you're going to look at, um, Jordy, while wow, you've been here before Aaron Rodgers, super bowl champion, you're going to, you're going to hold some weight. And Edgar Bennett's the wide receiver coach. And he, those are two definitely have like a good bond and chemistry with playing with each other for so many years. I mean, um, Edgar coaching him and such, so, you know, it's it's just all about making it easier for the players. You know, we need any any cheat code you can use. You know, I'm not saying Jordan Nelson's like a, a fat like is going to help these guys close the fat gap that this team has right now to become back to contenders. But he's definitely going to help them with that knowledge point and some slight protection here and there.
1: I completely agree, Jose. Uh, that was a lot of great points you made. Um, I like the Derek Johnson connection there mm-hmm. just in terms of like a guy that was brought in for leadership's sake. Also when you look into the fact that Gruden has a pretty like sophisticated offensive scheme having a guy like Jordy be able to be a bridge between the coaches and the players and also like a player to explain the play where it's not like a coach constantly kind of yapping at you about this that for another exactly. player to be like yo this is where we're at you need to make this because this that you know it's it's really beneficial so I'm with you Jose great points there all across the board Oh man forget all that
5: bull crap just skip right to the point and notice that we only had one drop out of jordy nelson this season when was the last time we had a top wide receiver only have one drop on our team that is nice to see man
1: man that's that's insane the you know car i think there was a stat you know that came out earlier this year where through since he started his career in 2014 he had the most drops on him (sighs) of any other quarterback in the league and you know that's that's just that's a killer man i mean how many third and down and sevens is car throwing a perfect pass and they've dropped (sighs) and we've had a punt i mean it's just like I'm over it, man. But bring in the sure-handed guys, and I think I think Gruden is bringing in guys that know how to catch, man. That yeah. are sure-handed, you know. So I uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, maybe add more pieces that can
0: catch too. Not something. I think drops. Crabtree. I think Crabtree even once again had double-digit drops this year. If I saw correctly, he you led know, the don't league. Hold. Uh, again. See, <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what I'm saying is. Maybe he was a Crabtree replacement. I mean, mm-hmm. no, he he surely was a Crabtree replacement. Mm-hmm. Why? Shorthandedness, you know, not pouty in the locker room, which is a receiver trait. You know, I could, I could attest to it from like so many people I know, all my hell of friends I know that have played in college and there's some divas, you know, they hate to lose. And when you lose, you're going to start being all pouty. And so Jerry yeah. Nelson, you know, comp collected veteran. And especially no drops, you know, no drops. what's the one thing you're there for yeah. the receiver? Catch the ball. You know, it's not that hard, guys. Don't <laughs> drop it. Hey,
5: man. Speaking of drops, uh our next player, man, Seth Roberts. Uh, uh, Seth Roberts. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> how you're
1: going to plug <laughs> Seth like we, that. You're going to plug hey,
5: Seth like that. Look, man, Come I'm on gonna, I, I deleted the D off his name. He's Seth Roberts again. He pulled through pretty clutch this year, man. Uh He was the only wide receiver from the uh, 2017 roster uh, this year, and... For the most part, everyone was kind of hoping cut, cut, cut. I uh, had a feeling, you know, we kind of gave him a decent size contract extension a little too soon, but they stuck with him. He is a smart player. Derek does rant and rave about him. I mean, he gets out there. He knows the playbook. He runs the routes. Uh, they have good communication. He finished the year. I mean, he's been, he's been solid, man. You know what you're going to get from him. He had 45 catches this year for 494 yards, which is right on pace with his average, man. Over the four years that he's played or been active in the NFL, he averages 39.5 catches and 456.5 yards. I mean, he's right on the money. You know what you're getting out of him. And for the most part, I'm happy with what he did this
1: year. Only two drops. I mean, you know, you got to you gotta plug, like, Jose mentioned, Edgar Bennett. You got to give Bennett some credit here. I mean, Seth Roberts had a 70-plus percent catch rate. That's He was nowhere close to that previously, so that was a career high. Um, you know, and, and I was definitely on the, you know, let's cut Seth Roberts pre, mm-hmm. prior to the season. Same. Obviously his contract situation, they would have had to eat some dead money on that. They had no trade partners. Let's be real. I mean, who was going to trade, you know, for Seth Roberts at that point, his stock, it was an all time low after last year. Um, but that being said, I mean, I going forward next year, he's owed 4.65 mil, but none of that is guaranteed. So he can be cut and they'll have no dead money. They'll save almost five mil on the cap from that. I don't see him, um, being on the team for almost $5 million. If you were to come back, maybe it would be at something less than that. But I, I think all in all, this was probably his last year with the Raiders. Um, you know, that being said, though, I do, I will say that, you know, I, I respect the improvements he made in 2018. Um, he had some nice moments, you know, like this, the catch against the Steelers on that perfect ball that Carr dropped in that set up the game winning touchdown <laughs> ball caught him. He uh, didn't catch that. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was a great catch though. Uh, and I'll always remember the 2015 and 2016 clutch touchdowns he had. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Seth Roberts will probably be elsewhere in 2019, um, you know, but I, I respect that he was an undrafted free agent and, and made it work in the NFL and got a contract. So, you know, you got to respect it.
0: Yeah. He's still, sle- he's still Seth droppers to me kind of <laughs> a little bit just because he dug himself in so much of a hole. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm playing, I'm playing a little bit too petty with uh, over the couple of years where you did that, but I mean, no, yeah, you're right. Chris, you're right. Cody, give him a little credit, you know, but I mean, come on, he's not he's not someone worth like weighing decision. Are we going to keep him? Are we going to cut him? He's just, no. he's just, exactly. he's just the guy. He's just the roster spot. Yep. I'm pretty sure right. if the Raiders cut him right now. He would not find work until like the fifth wave of free agency or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, at this point, you know, once again, you're better off keeping him cause he's already embedded in the system. And this off season priority, number one, Is to give Derek Carr supporting cast because Mm -hmm. once again we've all seen what he can do when he has weapons around him. You know, parts of 15, and especially 2016 when he's in his second year in in an embedded system. And now look, he's in for only his second time, and now entering his sixth year. He's having a he's a second year consecutive uh, embedded system. So preach it,
1: preach it. You need (laughs)
0: Seth Roberts in there. I'm, oh, okay, I don't want to say you need Seth Roberts. Come on, <laughs> uh, it's it's not that hard for a third, a fourth, fifth stringer receiver. By I me, mean, no, he's he's okay for what they can do, and he has a little bit of connection with cars. So keep him there. You know, make it easier once again. Maybe he could help the new guys. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, you I think
1: you you want to keep him there for almost five mil, or you want to sign him back for like minimum.
0: Uh, you you probably just better off just keeping them because they're probably not going to want to they're probably not going to want to worry about hassling you know Gruden and like like oh let's try to rework the deal or something like that I mean I could definitely see that you know maybe Mayock will come in because it's I I can't say much about Mayock but I mean you know who's to say you know we got to wait and see on that one but I think they could they could rework it it's really how they're feeling with him and how the talent would be. Cause you know, like I said, they, they don't need him. He's just a guy, but mm-hmm. he is embedded. So it can go either way. I, I can see the situation, but I feel like for some reason, they're just going to keep him there and just like, let that tidy it up. Cause they feel really, really confident with their uh, cap space right now.
5: I agree. Okay. I think it depends on okay.
0: uh, if he can be replaced or not. Oh yeah, definitely.
5: <laughs> if, uh, yeah, if he's fifth on that depth chart, he's not getting his five mil. Yeah. You know?
0: as, as far yeah. as I'm
1: concerned, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's personally, you know, I'll, I would say it's pretty close to a slam dunk that he's not paid 4.65 mil next year. But you guys are right, though. He has the chemistry with Carr, so maybe they bring him back for something cheaper if he doesn't have anything else available in free agency after he's cut. Yeah.
5: And another guy I think that's going to be, you know, kind of right there with him. Of course, he still has his rookie contract. But Marcel Aitman, he played seven games this year. He only had 15 catches on 31 targets. That's under a 50% catch percentage. Not the best. Uh. You know, you expect a little bit more out of your six foot five pick. I get you as a seventh round pick. And uh, the only thing I see from him, man, is he's real handsy. I like that. You know, that's the only thing I look at when I look at wide receivers is if they're handsy, how do they catch it? Do they catch it with their elbows? No, I hope not. And, you know, just the speed, man. He ran a, a 4.6240 at the combine, which means uh, Terrell Suggs probably runs a 4.6140, just slightly faster. Uh, but besides that, man, you work on the route running. And I think he has some stuff, you know. Just just clean it up. It, you know, you don't have to be the fastest guy. DeAndre Hopkins isn't the fastest guy. I don't mean to compare him to, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, but mm. you do see him getting lazy out of his breaks and not getting to where that ball's supposed to be because that's where uh, that's Derek's money. You know, that's where he makes his money right there is uh, hitting them before they even get there. So that's what I want to I mean, see from
1: Marcel. I, I like Amon. I too. do. Um, he was a seventh round pick. Um, you know, he played in seven games, had the 15 catches, you know, and the one touchdown against the chiefs. He had the big 32 yard grab against Arizona that set up the game winning field goal. That was a big catch. Big catch. Um, I like him. He's a big body. I think he's a Derek Carr type receiver at the end of the day. I mean, is, you know, do I see Marcel Aitman, you know, being a top notch wide receiver for the Raiders in a few years? No, I don't see that. Um, but he has an exclusive rights free agent. They can have him for 570 K next year. And uh, he's a big body that Carr likes in the red zone. And I-, I think they should keep him and develop him and see where it goes. Um, I liked him coming out. Um, I thought, you know, the whole speed thing was a little exaggerated, but it does turn out that he is, uh, you know, not the fastest guy out there. But I-, I do like him. And I think if he can shore up some of that, I felt like him and Carr had a little confusion. Like he was, wasn't there where he was supposed to be a few times and Derek threw the ball and seemed a little kind of frustrated, but you're going to have that with rookies. He was put in a situation where he had to start and like, he was in no way ready really to start. Um, but uh, I did see some things. I think he's a, I think he's a gamer and I think, uh, I think we might be surprised, you know, he might have a little bit more impact next year and going forward than we think.
0: You know what guys think I'm going to, I think I'm going to take a different approach the way you guys are thinking. I, I don't think he's, Looking that solid at all. I like how he's a big body. I do believe he's mm-hmm. sure handed, but even though he's a big body and can be a decent red zone target, he he is slow. You know, mm-hmm. like you pointed out, he's slow. He's not a fluid route runner. And like you said, he looks lazy to come out of his breaks. That's because it's probably he's like really tight when it comes to like trying to get his hips like getting them open like to attack the Corners when they're mm-hmm. backpedaling or opening up, so that's why I noticed a little bit about him is that he's definitely not going to be a double move receiver, he's going yeah. to be a stick and plan go and give it to him, which is pretty much a reliance on scheme and what the quarterback's doing and what the other players around him are doing. We're digging
5: a little bit deeper now into what our roster was. Uh, I'm looking here at Dwayne Harris. Uh, Dwayne Harris, not necessarily a wide receiver, per se. I mean, he came in, he played some snaps. He had six catches, man, big six catches. But of course, his role was a special teamer, and has now uh, dubbed himself one of the smartest uh, punt returners out there after taking that thing off the goal line to the house. So, I mean, besides that, I've seen some stuff that kind of made me wonder about his decision making. I mean, yeah, he did have some big standout plays, and I felt like, you know, it's nice to have that veteran around that after you've seen in 2017 all those fumbles lost fumbles that we had on punt returns and kick returns drives me nuts so to have a guy back there maybe not the most explosive anymore but that's just smart and holds on to that dang ball man so Dwayne Harris if he thinks he has one more year left in the tank
1: I think I'm all for it unless we you know find someone else I'm I'm with you man I mean he's a rich Versace guy you know he uh he was brought in along with the the Keith Smiths and stuff like that and that you know Versace kind of uh you know, um, coming to Oakland thing. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, you, like you said, he didn't turn the ball over. Had the, he had the first like special teams touchdown in like 500 years for the Raiders, and it was probably the highlight of the year. Um, but he's a smart guy. Um, you know, you, you had that other game where he went out of bounds and grabbed it, so the Raiders got it at the 40. You know, he knows his football. And at the end of the day, he makes he makes nothing. He makes a veteran minimum mm-hmm. um, if he's willing to come back great there was a point in the season where i was a little bit worried about his body um you know special teams it's a violent part of the game and uh you know he was getting nicked up there and i was wondering like man can his body deal with the you know the a full season again maybe next year but he closed out pretty good he had that great game against denver with the touchdown that i mentioned and uh you know if he's you know, uh, bring him back non-guaranteed vet minimum again and let him compete in the offseason. If he's our best returner again going into the next year, then great. And then if we have some speedy, uh, you know, um, guy that can't won't turn the ball over from the draft or something like that, that, that might be a little better Then then roll with that. But I'd give him a chance again. You know, and I'm sure he's interested in a Bisaccia reunion again.
0: Guys, 100 percent Raiders. I really think they need to bring him back. And that was one of the people I I noted in, in the five in five pending free agents that they should retain on the team. And he's one of the five that they should bring back because so many years, it, it wasn't just in 2017 with Rashard and other players fumbling the ball on special teams. It's, it's been like a curse for since, you know, since they've been a curse with the losing streaks and such, you know, I, I can't remember a time where we didn't see a single turnover or fumble or something like idiotic on mm-hmm. special teams, namely punt return. And Shocker! It's because we had a veteran pretty good punt returner back there. Yeah. And, you know, kick returning aspect is irrelevant. They're officially, you know, I I'm pretty sure they're going to get rid of the kick returns in like three years. So putting, putting that, uh, notion aside, it's, it comes down to punt returning, and you need someone that's really smart and disciplined back there. Dwayne Harris, you know, veteran in the league, and has that occasional burst to get you good field position, mm-hmm. or even take it to the house like we saw in Denver. Oh,
1: I com I completely agree, and you know what? He not only did he not have like a turnover mishap, but he doesn't have a clothing mishap because the dude from head to toe wears Gucci all day long. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta respect that man. So. Uh... Just for that. He needs that vet minimum for all the Gucci apparel, so. <laughs> so, and another
5: guy that we've seen uh, in the in the year on our roster is Keon Hatcher, a guy that i seen Raider Nation was always crying out for and expecting <laughs> him to be that guy. You know, of course, he had that big preseason game. I don't know what it is, man, about our fan base. I mean, I get it. Preseason is supposed to get you excited, but it seems like, man, we'll just have, like, one guy have a standout game, and, you know, that player is supposed to be like, yeah, like, our, our our key franchise player and that's
1: that's not what it hey, is hey, I mean hey, hey, hey well I know <laughs> another guy who played pretty well against Seattle in the preseason that turned out all right and Whoa. I think he's our quarterback Derek Denary Carr Lawler? so easy that's different though. on, the, that's on different. the on the digging on the preseason performances that's man. different though
5: okay it's one thing whenever Keon Hatcher is out there you know making big plays against no names it's another thing when Derek Carr goes out there and throws strike touchdowns over Richard Sherman
1: You know, that's after dime, after dime,
5: different, a little different, depends
1: on who you're facing. You know what I
5: mean? Is it the beginning of the first quarter or is it the last three? You know, that's what I look at and big performances. Yeah. They earn you roster spots and yeah, you deserve to be on that 53, but no, they're not the answer. They're, they're there for a reason. So.
1: I'm just teasing you, bro. Yeah. He had the (laughs) big, you know, EJ manual Seattle preseason game, but you know, and he actually made the initial 53 man roster, if I'm not mistaken. And then he was cut like, yeah, I think after week one, um, he, uh, he was on Detroit and green Bay's practice squads throughout the year and then finally landed back in Oakland, uh, later on in the year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, uh, he's a 570 K no dead money guy uh, that'll probably compete. Um, you know, I think he's a borderline roster player, but you know, he, he will probably, if the Raiders are smart, they'll, you know, incorporate some more talent into this wide receiver room and it'll probably be more difficult. For Hatcher to make the roster next year even for a day or two uh, than it was last year but um, you know you never know man maybe he improves yeah. I think he's a solid route runner but I don't think you know I think Jose used the term he's just a guy I think Keon Hatcher right now I would just label him he's just a guy he's mm-hmm. a cheap guy that will we'll let compete in the offseason and see what happens and Keon Hatcher was kind of last on my list and the
5: reason I have you two guys here is I want you to break down the rest of who we have on our roster maybe some futures contracts who's uh, who, who else is there
1: well, I want to give a little shout out to Brandon LaFell. Yeah. Um, obviously, he suffered a serious injury. He was signed on September third, placed on IR on November nineteenth. Um, but uh, you know, it looked like uh, even though he's an older veteran, um, you know, he's a you know Belichick liked him. He was with the Patriots for two years. He was a guy that clearly Carr started to respect that he was exactly where he was supposed to be when he was supposed to be there. And a play that actually showed the chemistry to me was he had that touchdown where he did the quick out to the right yeah, uh, where he hit the front pylon and that and car rolled out right and that was a crabtree car touchdown before that's a pure mm-hmm. chemistry type all right we got this look i don't even know i don't even have to say anything the corner is not playing that that's going to be there if i roll right and fire it and it to right me i was like right when that happened i'm like dude like car likes this dude yeah you know? same um but obviously it's unfortunate i think he tore his achilles right which is a yes. terrible injury and his at his age it probably you know, needs me. Yeah. I mean, you don't know. I mean, but uh, it, the odds of him being a Raider next year are very, very low. And the odds of him being on a roster uh, next year are are stacked against him. I hope the best for him, but I wanted to give him a little shout, shout out. I appreciated his time here. Um, and, uh, you know, and real quick, I'll just loop in, um, before we head to the futures, you know, Martavis, Bryant. obviously, I, I don't know if he will play an NFL game at You know, anytime soon, or maybe with his issues White Tiger, man.
5: White
1: Tiger. Yeah, White Tiger, though. That's my (laughs) new nickname, I guess. So I'll roll with that. uh, (laughs)
5: Is it really? This is Chris
1: White Tiger, Y Song, right here, man. But uh, Jose, you got
0: anything to say about LaFelle or Bryant before we move on to the future contract guys? Yeah, you do. You know, you're right. Exactly. LaFell, man, when you guys described that play, I was like, yeah, that was that was a good little deja vu moment. <laughs> and it was, it was I thought it was crazy. I was like, LaFell doing this, yeah. this journey, man. The guy has been on the Patriots, Bengals and like a plethora of other teams, I believe. Um, I was shocked. I was really shocked. Um, it, it makes you really think like, wow, this, this truly shows that they really need someone that's just straight up talented because a receiver position is not that hard to adapt in new systems compared to most other positions. So you just saw that with LaFell was like, Oh yeah, I got this. And just came out and just was straight balling, making plays. Right. And I was like, Whoa, this is interesting. Uh, whereas Martavis Bryant, he was making plays off the field, you know, getting <laughs> caught up in discipline and stuff like that. You know, I mean, um, I thought that was such an, idiotic decision that Gruden did and I think and I'd argue that I think that was his worst offseason move that he did as opposed to the other trades we all know about. Because yep. I'm I'm not sure why some people had some hype about trading a third round pick to a receiver on a down year who was always in trouble. Before we uh move on, there's just a couple more names here. Um we
1: got saeed Blacknall and Rashad Davis they're signed to the non-guaranteed reserve future contracts for 495k. Um, so they'll be obviously competing with whoever we have uh, on the uh, roster post free agency and post draft. So, um, and now I think we can segue to maybe free agency.
5: So the free agent class this year isn't super intriguing, but there's a few guys in there that can fill the holes that we have. I mean, of course, you know we went through the roster, and there's there's some need there. A couple guys that grabbed my attention first off. Golden Tate. I mean, he's getting up there. He's going to be turning 31 before the 2019 season. Uh, he was traded from Detroit to Philadelphia, and he was one of those guys, if you play fantasy football, man, he was there. He was always that kind of sneaky, good production guy. Uh, dangerous once he got the ball in his hands, and he's posted 1,000-yard seasons three of his last five years. I mean, that's it's good stuff. Um, not necessarily sure what kind of contract he's going to be drawn in. Not a guy I'd overpay for because he's probably on the tail end of his career. But I like the – he has a little bit of a dog in him, man. He has some attitude. He brings it in there. And uh, he's a gamer, man. He get the ball in his hands and he makes plays. Who do you got? Who, what catches your eye, Chris? Uh,
1: well, you know, another big body guy, Tyrell Williams, is a free agent from the Chargers. Um, you know, he's six four, but he's a big play threat. He gets vertical. Um, he averages um, like 15.3 yards a catch, like at minimum, throughout his four-year career. Um, he'll be 27 coming up this season. I think Spotrac has him at about $10 million per year through his through his uh, contract that he should get in free agency. Um, you know, we'll see how that plays out. That those numbers aren't always you know accurate uh, depending on the market and how things go. But I think Tyrell Williams, if if he was to get away from the Chargers, is a guy that I would be intrigued on. Um, as someone that I'd be excited about. He fits the they need an, they need a guy to get vertical. Yeah. For, for Carr to use his big arm and he's also six four so he can win in those 50 50 situations we all know when there's a man to man i mean it's so predictable with Derek Carr when there's a man to man on the outside he kind of gives that look you know he's going to try to throw that fade and give his guy mm-hmm. a chance to go up and win and i think tyro williams is a guy that can fit that mold really well
0: well yeah guys i mean personally i don't i think this is an ugly wide receiver free agents uh, class right now i mean I'm looking at uh, when I even glanced at it all week and even going a little more in depth of it, it's overall, so this is the speed free agency and um, where nothing but speed receivers. I mean, I'm other than Kelvin Benjamin, who's pretty much an offensive tackle, but um, <laughs> no, yeah. Like there's a lot of speed receivers. It, it's it's kind of contrasting because you got speed receivers and free agency. And then in the draft, you have a lot of big body receivers. So there's yeah. kind of, you kind of get one of each dimension, but the only players I would, see possible that they would be interested in is players that they they were thinking about bringing in or did bring in last year, uh, wide receiver, Ryan Grant, uh, believe he went to the Colts and, um, Eli Rogers who got retained with the, uh, Steelers last season. So those are two players because they're be stretched the field guys. Um, and then an interesting one Kevin White you know who maybe take a flyer on him remember <laughs> remember fans were saying oh so maybe take him over Amari Cooper or something like that but yeah guys I'm I'm not too excited about this draft a lot of older guys and um more more speed receivers but um maybe they do have to make a trade depending on what Chris is actually uh what trade he's talking about? A little, a little small trade, right, Chris? A little six round pick for some nice slot receiver, right? Oh, right?
1: what uh, six? I don't think a six round pick is going <laughs> to quite cut it for my boy Antonio oh, no. Brown. Um, you know what? Wow. Honestly, uh, in all reality, I know this is a very low likelihood of happening, but we do That's have it. three first round picks, and I would be okay with parting with the twenty seventh pick to try to haul in Antonio Brown. Uh, what does this Raiders roster need? It needs talent, and yeah. We, we are a bit away from being a contending team, right? But trading away the 27th pick, when you have three first round picks, it gives you a luxury. So we're still able to have three picks within the top 35 if we were to trade the 27th pick. We'd get ourselves arguably the best receiver in the NFL. You can't say he's not at least a top five receiver. Um, he's an excellent route runner. You were talking about route running earlier. Um, he is at the top of his position at that. He beats triple teams. you know, he, he, yeah, he is a guy (laughs) that, you know, you can try to scheme around, you can bracket and he still impacts. And I think Derek Carr has never had a weapon half as good as Antonio Brown. So, Mm -hmm. um, I think he would be an explosive player for this offense. And I think that they have a luxury with their picks to be able to try to go get a guy like that. I know his contracts around 20 mil per year, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the next three seasons, but man I would I would take that I would pay that they have the money to pay it and uh you know I would do it man I am all in on the Antonio Brown uh you know hype train
5: Now here's my comments on that Of course we were both there for that inside the huddle thing in Fresno with Derek and David and they both whenever they were asked if you could have one player in the NFL on this roster who would it be they both said Antonio Brown
1: That was just a year ago
5: nothing's yep. changed and, he's and still Derek Antonio has been Brown. Brown
1: liking he's been liking the comments fans have been Fans have been throwing down about him and AB, and he's been liking them. So I know that that the quarterback's all signed in. But what the quarterback wants isn't always the right thing. But in this case, let's bring it on, man, AB. The only question I have with this whole situation
5: is, of course, I mean, everyone's talking about it, his attitude. Now, he's played his whole career in Pittsburgh. Now, don't get me wrong, man. I'm I'm a diehard Raider fan, and I love him to death. But how does that compare to a franchise that's won – six championships what happens whenever he comes over and deals with our you know dysfunction if that dysfunction carries over
1: into next year i I, feel you i I feel you before jose verbally assaults me here on this take (laughs) we're we're gonna put jose (laughs) on pause for a minute yeah let's (laughs) just understand who he's arguing with though right and that guy he's arguing with big ben has a history of arguing with other players so let's give ab a little bit
0: you know There Mm -hmm. could be a little bit of a pass built in there. All right, Jose. Oh, man, Chris. I don't know um, if you've been having a little too much Coors or something, but you need to put the bottle down and stop (laughs) with the uh, great Madden fantasies because no (laughs) way in hell is Gruden or the Raiders going to pull that trigger. You realize how hypocritical and how far-fetched of an idea that would be if Gruden were to do that when he's talking about we have all these picks and we need young guys and bringing these players in, but you're going to bring in a receiver who's on who's going to start trending, who's on the downward of his career at this point. He's older, you know. He's not going to be that much. He's not going to be that. He's not going to be a top three receiver for this much longer. What, like a couple years, three years tops? It's just not. It's just not worth giving up one of the picks you just gave up. Sure, the 27th pick, first rounder. You know, it's. The value is fine. You know, it's a late round pick. Definitely don't give away the fourth round pick. But it's, if, if the Raiders were a contending team, I'd honestly would say 100% pull yeah. that trigger. But they're not a contending team. You're a rebuilding team. Use all those three picks. Use them. You know, once again, some people are saying they're blowing it up just so they can be ready for Vegas, which is what it's looking like, you know, getting ready for Vegas is not adding Antonio Brown. I mean, granted he is going to be fantastic in any offense, you know, any team, all 32 teams will take him in a heartbeat, but if you're talking about giving around, giving away a first-round pick, especially for a rebuilding team, you know I don't think they're going to do it. I get the reports
5: are saying a first-round pick, but what if it was, okay, where, where's their pick in the first round? Like 17, 18-ish, somewhere right there, right? 19? Well, I think they had picked 20 20, I believe. Okay, what if it comes down to a trade-down scenario where they trade up into four, we trade down, and give them a later-round pick? Because, I mean, let's be honest, there's a lot of talent
1: still Keep late the first, round. first round picks. And then, yeah, I get you. Yeah. I mean, you're like, hey, there's just a couple things too, that I'd like to say is, is, you know, you have a coach that's had previous success with receivers that were not 22 mm-hmm. years old, right? He's had success with receivers that into their late thirties, we saw Tim Brown, Jerry Rice, Um, And I don't think that, you know, A.B. is necessarily on the decline at this point. I mean, he had 15 touchdowns this year, career high He had twelve hundred ninety seven yards, you know, 104 catches. This dude can still play, Um, you know, his contract. Yeah. For three more years, maybe maybe in four or five years, he's not the same guy. But I don't see a decline at this point. I think he takes excellent care of his body. I think the modern athlete, um, you know, lasts longer than, than previous generations, and we all know the rules now. They're a little different. They're a little catered toward offense. Um, so I would, I think he's worth the risk. Do I think the Raiders do it? No, I think the, I think probably Mayock and Gruden are are on Jose. Like they're 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 feeling exactly the way Jose is. But you know, I I personally would consider it though. I don't want to see him in a 49er uniform,
5: man. That's the uh, only thing. That's the only thing with this whole argument. But I'm going to wrap mean, this up. I'm going to wrap up the free agents here. I mean, just a few other notable names to keep track of. My favorite guy, Corey Coleman. He's battled some injuries, but he's got some talent. We got Devin Funches. A little bit, he might be the only big-body guy out there in free agency. We got Cole Beasley slipping in there, Randall Cobb, Dante Moncrief, uh, and Robbie Anderson. All guys, you know. Keep them on the radar, and we'll see where that goes. And since we're already on the track of talking draft picks, guys, you ready to talk about some uh, some draft guys, some prospects? Yes, sir. Let's, let's do it. Let's get into it, man. So, guys, just like whenever we talked about linebackers, I got another guy that I'm just hot on their trail, man. Marquise Hollywood Brown, Oklahoma wide receiver. Uh, you know, we just got a big argument about his cousin, and maybe if you don't want to give up those draft picks, you don't want to – you know, you don't want to give up the draft stock. Maybe you uh, draft a little Antonio Brown. Uh, Go after him. He's a speedy guy. He had 75 catches for 1,318 yards. I mean, that's big time. I mean, of course, I understand all the top wide receivers have monster college years, especially whenever they're entering the draft. Uh, But he's projected man to run a 4.3540 yard dash. And uh, I've seen people knock on his route running ability, which I don't quite understand. I feel like I mean, he's there, man. He makes some breaks. His double move is deadly. Um, and Hollywood Brown, man, could immediately be our number one go-to wide receiver. Um, not necessarily, I think, the guy that Derek Carr sees as his, uh, you know, high-pointing, tall, big body one-on-one type guy. But maybe he's the he's the dude that opens up that playbook. He's the guy that spreads those wide receivers out, spreads out that defense, and uh, gets them thinking, man. Who uh, who do you guys got?
1: well uh hollywood is explosive i'll give you that he's a really explosive receiver and uh you know i would be you know i wouldn't be mad at that if they took him you know early in the second round i'd be pumped on it but you know my wide receiver one in this draft is dk metcalf mm. um six four guy you know yeah. with the tyrell williams free agency thing six four i'm just in a six four kind of mood today <laughs> um big body receiver um you know he averaged over 81 yards a game through seven games this past year and then he had a neck injury um which was unfortunate but um, so I am a little curious on to how his medical exam goes at the combine, but I'm really hyped on Metcalf. Um, I think he is the type of receiver that, you know, Carr loves. Um, he will win one-on-one. He's a throw the ball up and I'm going to use my size advantage as leverage. Yeah. And I'm going to go up and get the ball type guy. I'm not just in the red zone, but on those fades, we talk about, you know, the DC loves to get his guys, you know, the one-on-one to go win. Um, so I would, I think I would be comfortable taking Metcalf with the 27th pick. I really would. Agreed. And if he were to fall to 35, to me that's a steal it and it's a slam dunk, and you got to take him. Oh. Um, and then uh, I'll throw in a day two guy I really like. Again, I'm in a six four type of mood, and Keel Harry out of <laughs> Arizona State. Um, you know, to me he's just, I mean, they talk about you know speed being an issue with him, but he's kind of like, to me kind of like Metcalf in a way just maybe not as polished um, but I really like him as a day two guy if he were to slip to the round three if I was the Raiders I would take him in an instant and I'm glad
5: he brought him up just
1: his name just so everybody's clear it's not
5: Keneal it's not Keneal kill in kill yeah like let's get it straight yeah, I've, n, I've heard this so many n, times
1: the n, the n is before the k i don't understand the confusion oh
5: but. i don't see how it's just like it flips in everybody's head like everybody all of a sudden now that reads his name is dyslexic i guess i don't know it doesn't really make sense to me <laughs> <laughs> but what do you got jose what do you think of this wide receiver draft class
0: uh just to bridge off of what uh chris was saying yeah i like in harry as well another big body receiver um i watched a good amount of Arizona State games this year mm-hmm. actually mainly because I was intrigued about Herm Edwards' uh, debut season yeah. and I think when you have a former NFL head coach coaching in college it makes your credibility a lot higher and the fact that he was able to perform the way he did with pretty much an NFL staff cuz pretty much Herm Edwards staff had NFL connections or prior experience mm-hmm. that that gives a lot of like coaches in the NFL like okay he was actually under Herm Edwards regime this guy could actually be like already knows what to expect at NFL. So that's definitely a possibility. Yeah. I would, I would love him in a second round pick for sure with a uh, Chris or any, anywhere to be honest. Um, <clears throat> another guy too. If you talk about big body receivers, Hakeem Butler, that guy's yeah. a massive tree. It's insane, man. You know, we're talking about Marcel Aitman being a big body. This guy is a big body and at least he'll actually be able to move a little better. So it's, it's also interesting. Um, another guy coming out of university of Missouri, um, Emmanuel Hall, this guy, not a big body, but speed. You know, Lightning McQueen cars, speed. I am speed, and this guy's got it. You know, like already picture now. Just put him on a streak, and then come under the safety, draw, draw attention, and such like that. Um, I actually have a friend of mine who uh, played at University of Missouri, former corner over there, and he told me that this guys can get off press pretty nice. Um, definitely, of course, you know, still young, still got things to work on. But speed is something you can't teach and he can catch the ball. So, I mean, Drew Locke was a, is a pretty nice quarterback. You know, he's probably going to find a day two uh, home. So uh, that's, there's definitely a lot of potential here. I'm not totally sold on one guy, but there's a lot of like I feel like, OK, I wouldn't mind whoever they're going to take. A lot of big body receivers mm-hmm. here. So, you know, go big body here and then free agency hit a vertical type of guy.
5: Yeah, I agree. So in those early rounds, Raider Nation, man, pay attention. We got Marquise Hollywood Brown. We got DK Metcalf in Harry. We have DK's teammate AJ Brown still there too. Similar player. We have Colin Johnson and Akeem Butler. Now, looking in the later rounds, I can't help myself because I go to a lot of Fresno State games. Uh, standout wide receiver for him, Keyshawn Johnson, six foot two, two hundred two pounds. He's got good size. A little bit underrated. His speed has been criticized as of most late round wide receivers. I mean, it's kind of the normal thing. But his route running in, man, and his ability to control the body to his defender is what separates him from most, man. And like I said earlier in the show, being a handsy wide receiver, I mean, really gets my attention. He's, he's shown off, man. He's had some one-handed touchdown grabs, and he really just, man, is able to just snag that ball out of the air. And that's something I like to see. He's had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. And I mean, for a fifth or sixth
1: round pick, I'm all for it, man. Bring Fresno State to the silver and black uh again i'm on board that's no that's a good point and when you're talking about a late round guy wh- what do you like to see out of those late round guys well at least it you know they have their flaws but have they had consistent production you know what i mean if Absolutely. you have back-to-back thousand yard seasons you've had consistent production so you're not just a one year wonder guy um you know and maybe maybe Derek carr slips in the draft room and just yeah. you know
5: You know, we've had a lot of wide receiver class busts the last few years in the draft. So it's been hard, but there is a lot of hype behind this class and there's a lot of good players. So it could kind of change the game a little bit, but it's kind of hard to steer away from what I think John Gruden's going to do. And it's kind of what Jose's already touched on. You know, maybe we go after those speedy vets and maybe just a late round big body for Derek Carr again. You know, uh, if Eightman can't get the job done, maybe one of these other guys can. Um, But. It's a crap shoot man like like we said it's a, it's a lottery at that point uh i got a i got a better chance of winning the toilet bowl again in my fantasy football league than we yeah. do hitting one of the guys that i just said <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know i
1: feel you man as long as we just get good value i just don't want to take a guy in the third round that's projected to go in the fifth or sixth you know off of just raw measurables you know so that's just i hope mayock helps gruden get good value and if we take yeah. a wide receiver that it's appropriate round and you know time to take him so-
5: Let's wrap up this phone call, Jose. Uh, Thanks for coming on, man. But we're going to take now. uh, You know, this is the night before the conference championship games. And, of course, uh, you know, NFC, I don't care who you pick, man, but AFC. What's your take on this AFC game? As a Raiders fan,
0: how are you watching it? Dude, I've gone (laughs) through it all week. It's uh, the, the heart partially says chiefs go wet the bed and the other part also says patriots dude just just drop you know Mm -hmm. um it's hard man you know you know there's there technically is only one right answer i guess if you want to look at raider fandom laws and you want the chiefs to lose however i i think i'm gonna go in the minority and say i want the patriots to lose and especially on the tuck rule day oh i gotta
5: say that
0: yeah, I know oh, I said I w- no one bring this up, but see, exactly. Doesn't it doesn't make you want the Patriots to lose tomorrow. It, I mean, it's all. It's like, bitter. you know what? H- how about this? I'm not rooting for anyone, but I am rooting against the Patriots. Okay. You know, I'm not rooting That's for them. rooting against the Patriots. Let the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl and lose to uh, the Rams. Well, I think the Rams are going to win. The uh, Chiefs in the man, Super Bowl. That was made the most my disgusting stomach thing. turn saying
1: the Chiefs in the Super yeah, Bowl. That no no was the they, most they, disgusting it, thing that that I've ever heard. Like worse. <laughs> I feel like I'm immune uh, now to the Patriots being in the Super Bowl, but the I Chiefs know, being in the Super Bowl. It's a lose-lose.
5: It's a lose-lose. I mean, I don't care at this point as long as whoever wins
0: – loses in the Super Bowl. That's the only thing I'm going to get any satisfaction yeah, hey, out of. Cool. I got you. Like I personally don't care who actually like, like I personally don't care. Like I said I'm rooting against the Patriots. I do think the Chiefs are going to win. But um, it, I feel like whoever the AFC is not going to win it this year. Whoever the Saints or the Rams go, which I think the Rams are going to go to the Super Bowl. Whoever whoever goes there, I think the NFC is going to win it. Whichever yeah. it's going to be.
5: As as a Raider fan, any Raider fans listening to this right now, whenever someone asks you who you're cheering for in that AFC game, you're not cheering for nobody. You just tell them who you're rooting against the most, yes. and uh, NFC. So you're you're picking uh, New Orleans, huh?
0: No, I, I'm going to go with the Rams. Matter of okay. fact, i got a little, I got a little money on that. Um, okay. When I mean a little, I mean a lot. Um, okay. uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I just I, – I don't see the Saints. You know, Drew Brees has not been doing good the past month. You know, he – and I've watched a lot of football. He you know, just not right. just Raiders. You know, he, he's been good, but he hasn't been playoff good. Oh. And the Rams just – and what I loved about the Rams watching against the Cowboys that Sean McVay did so many out-of-character things – Like he, they ran the ball so heavy and they used so many different, so many different uh, formats, ways to attack the Cowboys defense. And so just because if if you can get in of your own way, which pretty much your playoffs, you it's, it's no holds barred. You got to do what you got to do. And they did it, you know, the, the saints defense, I don't think is legit. They were able to beat Nick Foles finally, you know, a little bit, but I don't, I don't see them. I don't see the saints overcoming it the rams got it they got to lead back that defense is highly underrated despite overall mm-hmm. they didn't play great mm-hmm. but dude i just can't wait i can't wait for this game tomorrow i'm 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 looking forward to the the bowl of gumbo
1: that uh, marcus oh, peters dude. and uh that is a
5: funniest interview yeah,
1: that, that'll be good but you know what you make it such a good point mcveigh is so brilliant he he realized yeah. that their past game was fading a little bit and obviously mm-hmm. they have todd Gurley, but Todd Gurley is not a straight up and down runner. So what did he do? He went out and got the best straight up and down HB slam runner that was available in CJ Anderson, who's Mm -hmm. a bowling ball. And now they're running the ball up the gut and then they bring in Gurley and they can run to the outside. Uh, It it was such a brilliant move by McVay to go back to the drawing board and, and get um, CJ Anderson like that and to, to have the dual threat. And now I feel like, I felt like I was fading on the Rams and now I feel like, yeah. Now they're more balanced than ever. Mm-hmm. So um, I got I got money I got money on both road teams. I got the Rams and the Patriots in a parlay. So mm-hmm. um, that's what I'm cheering for. I've been
5: hot on Drew Brees and the Saints all year. They've been my Super Bowl team all year long. But these last two weeks, man, I've just had this weird gut feeling. Something about the Rams. Uh, I mean, my in-laws, my my entire my wife's family, they're die-hard. Well, I shouldn't say die-hard. Because they're not diehard they're more like weather fans they're watching it now because they're winning but now they're diehard fans so they're kind of pulling me in and i like uh i mean sean McVay's a good coach and after playing dallas man that was the same old rams that we opened up the season to. and i'm not going to be surprised that mcveigh's just you know kind of rolling out some new stuff and like you said on cj anderson guys just so you know the only reason that he was as good as he was through this stretch was because the raiders touched him and released him
1: <laughs> that's yeah, all it of course, took. That's just another thing that Gruden's got flagged for. That's all you know it what took. I mean? No one picked him up all year. We did for a minute and then we let him go and then now he's everyone's doing. killing us for it now. But uh that's all it know. took. But hey, this was uh this was a good phone call. I
5: liked uh I liked your takes on the wide receiver group, Jose. I appreciate you taking the time tonight to uh, break this stuff down with us.
1: Yes, sir, man. Thank you.
5: I look
0: forward to maybe sometime in the future, man, getting you back on here. Dude, I appreciate you, Cody. Appreciate you, Chris, man. Especially Chris, like this last year, been uh, friends as you and stuff on Twitter. Um, Cody, appreciate you. You got you run a fantastic podcast, and uh, I'm so grateful you guys are bringing me on once again. Yeah, I hope we do it again. We'll talk more about when we, uh, we see a bunch of uh, hot takes on Derek Carr on Twitter again. Hot uh, yeah, hot
1: yeah, we we'll all gang up, dude. We're we're all uh, we're all a team, man. We're an army. So yeah, next yeah, yeah. time, I'm uh, just not on
0: Antonio Brown. Next time we
5: talk, we'll be buying our uh, silver and black number 84 jerseys together. Can't wait for it, man. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. See you, Jose. All right, guys. bro. Chris, that was a pretty good call from Jose, man. I got to give you credit a good get and you got yourself a pretty good friend there man.
1: Dude, Jose's awesome man. He's got a lot of football knowledge. He's just a Raider fan like us. Loves talking football. I was super super excited to have him on and uh, it didn't disappoint man. I, I really enjoyed that call.
5: Yes sir and that was a lot of content for us to burn through uh, between the three of us man. We, we put a lot of, a lot of info out there. We were going there. at
1: it man. We, were, <laughs> we, we went in depth on those wide receivers. Exactly and so that means
5: we can't waste any time now. We're going to jump right into some of these phone calls. Let's see what we got this week.
4: Raider
3: Cody, Savage Raider calling in uh, wide receivers. Even though he's a tight end, I'm going to count him as our number one, Jared Cook. We have to get this dude back by any means necessary, pun intended. Um, The rest of them, uh, Aitman I'd like to see a little more out of, Martavis Bryant as we talked about the last time. Uh, I think he's kind of a wash. He's dumb. We don't even know what his suspension's going to be like. Nah. Um, I think if we include Jordy a little more, we can see a little more production out of him. He started getting looks at the end of the season. and started looking a lot better. Um, Seth Roberts, I'm always 50-50 on him. He came up clutch a few times, but he's still kind of a drop machine. <laughs> um, as far as the draft goes, I hear a lot of the Neil Harry. Right now I'm looking at Hakeem Butler from Iowa State. This dude is six. I watched some tape on him. Um, he kind of reminds me of Mike Evans. Um, and then he's got like that Martavis height, you know, six, six, five, six, six. Um, he's going to tower over corners. Uh, I think he'd be great and he's a little more feasible to get than maybe, uh, what's the name? Caneel. All right, man. Love the show. Later.
5: Yeah, Savage Raider. Gosh, dang it, man. I just touched on this in keel Harry, but it's all right. I mean, it doesn't offend me. I just hope that he doesn't listen to this podcast. So it's one of those Cody, things, Cody,
1: Cody is visibly upset right now by the pronunciation of the name. So just to be clear to all the listeners.
5: Uh, not the personal. But, uh, not the, I screw up a lot you know, of stuff
1: myself. So One thing I will say regarding, I know we're doing wide receivers, but he mentioned Jared Cook.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Kind of crazy, but I'm starting to get the feeling that Jared Cook is not going to be on yeah. the Raiders next year. So... Yeah. Just want to maybe prepare Raider Nation. It may not be as much of a slam dunk as you think that he'll be back, but uh, yeah, you know, obviously I love his talent, and he has a great connection with Carr.
5: Yeah. Uh, obviously a few weeks ago that was my popular opinion that we needed to bring him back because he is proven to be a top five tight end, and we did resurrect his career, and I felt like he was a great Raider. But I agree with you, Chris. I've been getting that same gut feeling too, and I don't like these gut feelings. So let's take this next phone call.
3: Hey, Raider Cody, Chris. Brady Rue, yeah. discussing the uh, wide receivers, I see. Um, this is a group that uh, Gruden tried to overhaul last year, and we're coming into this season and didn't go as planned. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be another overhaul again. Yeah. Looking at our group, like Jordy Nelson, he's still got good hands. He'll be a possession-type guy, but uh, we do not need him to be our number one. No. So we've got to find some improvement there. Marcel Aitman, I liked him in the come out of the draft. I'd like him a little bit more if you could catch the ball. He's uh, still got a chance to be a nice red zone target, but I don't even expect him to ever maybe even be a number two. Still could be a piece. Then you got Seth Roberts. I would love to improve over him as a number three. If he stays on four or five, that's fine. But if we got rid of him completely, I wouldn't be upset at all. Hmm. Keon Hatcher, I have no expectations for him. Dwayne Harris, nice special teams player, doesn't provide much as a wide receiver.
5: Oh, I gotta pause this a second. Raider Rue, and yet again a caller that I feel like has somehow listened to our podcast because I feel like we hit on all these points. Like spot on, Rodney man. Oh, dude.
3: Keep it going. Let's
5: see what let's see what else you got, man.
3: So somewhere within the draft and free agency, we gotta add at least three guys that can improve this group yeah. overall. Um, like agree, first I round, agree. that second round pick. Look at the free agents, possibly Tyrell Williams would be the best <laughs> addition, but he Ooh.
0: might
3: He's the best receiver out We're on there. The same page. Might get We're on a little bit page. more expensive than we can pay for him. Maybe a Devin Funches or an Adam oh Humphrey, someone like that. There's Ooh, some Huffrey. options. Who knows what Gruden thinks. And then, of course, there's going to be the whole thought process on trading for Antonio Brown, which Uh-oh. that might be something that Gruden does want to do. I'm against trading a first-round pick, even with having three, or any player in his 30s, <laughs> even though Antonio Brown's still good. But he comes with some other locker room type like question marks as well. If we do trade for him, I just hope it's not one of the first-round picks. Ooh. But we'll see. But we got to give some better weapons to carve yeah. than we have now. So hopefully they do a better job of overhauling this group than they did last season. Anyways, looking forward to hearing your guys' thoughts on it as well uh thanks I'll catch you guys later what nice. a
1: great what a great message Rau dropping the knowledge appreciate the call man great uh, great opinions i respect it
5: that was a great call man honestly he brought uh he rolled it out man he rolled out the fire i mean he pretty much gave us a uh episode summary of all three of our collective opinions, so I'm pretty impressed here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he joined the Jose, you know, train of smashing on my AB pipe dream. Ah, That's okay. I'm going to delete that part, too, so nobody ever hears (laughs) that.
5: (laughs) We're going to erase all opposite opinions. So for future callers, if you have an opposite opinion of Cody and Chris, just know you're wasting your time because it's going to get erased. (laughs) No, just kidding. No, like I said, I'm on the fence with it. Chris, I know, is on board with it, and it kind of makes me a little bit more on board with it. But it all comes down to whenever something like that. If it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. And uh, best believe I'd be buying that jersey as soon as he got signed with us. So
1: Come to the dark side, Cody. Come to the dark side. That's
5: <laughs> where I stand with it. It's where I stand with it. Let's take this next phone call. Oh, we got an 831 area code. Haven't heard from this guy in a while. I think this is Mr. Uh, Bobby Wasabi.
4: What up, Raider Cody? It's your boy Bobby Wasabi here yeah. to talk about the wide receivers, what we got, and hopefully what we can you know pick up. So who we got? So we got Jordy Nelson. Talk about a guy that everyone just kind of gave up on. Dude has come through and he has earned his scratch. Yeah, this guy definitely preoccupies a lot of attention, and we need this guy. I'm glad he's on our on our crew right there, man. You know the the speed may not be the same, but the routes are right there always reliable. Seth Roberts, talk about improvement. Man, I was a not a big fan of this guy from last year, dropping balls all the time. I was yeah. like, nope, get rid of this guy. We need to trade him for something better. But improvement, man, this guy came through this year. More importantly, hung on to that freaking ball. Thank you. <laughs> Dwayne Harris, dude, talk about elevating these special teams to a whole new place. This guy wears his thinking cap underneath his helmet. Man, he's so <laughs> smart. I, I love what he's done. Can't wait. Hope we bring him back. I know he's an unrestricted free agent, but let's see what happens. Huh? Agreed. Marcel, 88, man. This young kid only played six games, had 15 receptions for an average of 10.3 yards. Mm. This guy is what we need. We need to bring him back, get him healthy, get him on that field. Boom, another weapon for D.C. Bobby dropping fast. So what's coming up? Old Miss is coming up. That's what they got. They got two pretty badass freaking kids, man. Here it is. AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. AJ Brown, dude, first off, this guy's badass, man. Has an NWO belt. So you know that I approved. And you know that Mama Malcolm approved. That guy got some power. He got some quick feats up in that up in that little tight squeeze. Not only that, he got like this like Walter Payton juke run type of deal. It's pretty cool, man. I like it. Not exactly Walter Payton, but he got that little look, you know what I mean? Yeah. DK Metcalf, man, this kid is tough. Yeah. 230 pounds, 6'4", physical. Not as fast but physical like Cook, man. Preach you can definitely it. use that up on the line. So, I got a question for you, Ritter Cody. It's a, it's a bit of a salty question. <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 100, using the salty scale of saltiness, <laughs> One, being a low-sodium rice cake, and 100 being the Dead Sea salt, the <laughs> Dead Sea, yeah, the Dead Sea, I'm sorry, which is so salty that, you know, people float.
5: That is salty. How
4: would you rank Mr. 19 Amanda Cooper, Dallas Cowgirl, saltiness? Oh. It was up to me. I'm going to give that child a, a rating of a double cup of noodle. With some soy sauce and some saltines on the side. some
1: saltines Uh, on the
5: side.
4: While that cup is floating in the Dead Sea. That's how salty that guy is. It's all right, Amanda Cooper. Go ahead and uh, cry into that that Dead Sea. It's about to get a little saltier. All right, I'm going to let you guys get up out of here. Do your thing. Thanks for what y'all do. Bobby Wasabi out.
5: Oh, man. As if the thing wasn't salty enough, man. You had to throw in a side of saltine crackers. Gosh dang it, Bobby. I love your questions, man. It's uh it's a little element, man. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna give Amanda Cooper on the salty scale. I'm gonna give him or her uh I'm gonna put him on the level as the tortilla chips at the local Mexican restaurant after my wife dumps like the entire salt shaker onto those things, man. That's how salty amari cooper is man as soon as we get there that's the first thing she does she might as well just pop the top off that sucker because the sodium intake is real and amari cooper that's sodium man that's that's deadly bro it's not healthy
1: telling you what do you what do you think chris i mean there's an extreme amount of sodium going on with amari (laughs) cooper uh i'm gonna probably have to go with like one of those like frozen Marie Calendar meals that you get, and you look up the nutrition facts, and it's like eight thousand percent in yeah. sodium. So I'm probably gonna go with that. And then Marcus <laughs> Peters uh, added a little, add a little salty dessert on that, and uh, you know, so I think the salt is flowing with with Amanda Cooper. Man, Amanda. that is
5: savage. I liked it. I liked it. That's good stuff right there. Yeah, man. I, Marcus Peters, man, he rubbed the salt in the wound, is what he did. That's some good stuff, man.
1: That's why the Raiders traded him. Oh man, it doesn't even have to be true what he's saying. It's still savage. Oh, somehow. it's still great. It's still great. Man, I like this stuff. I like
5: I like the direction you're taking us here, Bobby Wasabi. So we're going to roll off that and we're going to take this into our new segment and currently my favorite segment and we're going to get Kenny King Jr on here, man.
2: That boy is back. Let's get it. Let's get it. What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing?
5: Pretty good, Kenny, man.
2: What's what going um, on,
1: Kenny? How you doing, bro?
2: Oh, man. You know, I am living great right now. Things are things are good. Uh, you know, we got two big games tomorrow. I'm feeling good about those. Um, you know, I probably did about 15,000 more mock drafts, uh, <laughs> so feeling really good about that. But you know, let, 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 let's let's touch on some things. Speaking of mock drafts. Do you see do you see that everybody shifted from, from Tua to, to Kyler now and, and now they want the Raiders to go after Kyler? Kyler? Kyler?
1: <laughs> uh, Soldier
5: Boy, tell him. Yeah. Uh, hey.
2: Can't can't see over his line. Can't see over his line. Five eight five eight one seventy-five soaking wet. Kyler?
5: Dude, it doesn't matter who it is. That part of Raider Nation, any quarterback enter the draft, they're gonna say, Oh, there's our replacement. Draft him. Raiders are going to draft him. That's going to be our guy. Tell me why he's not going to be our guy. It's just, uh, man, it's a trend. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's in their water, but something's going on, man. And I'm getting hey, I'm, tired of hearing I'm,
1: it. I'm, I'm rolling with number four
2: all day. So he's I'm our a, quarterback, man.
5: That's our quarterback,
2: dude. DC is, was, and will be my quarterback. That dude has Preacher. been out there fielding, you know, fielding all this hate from 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 everybody, um, you know. getting getting knocked down getting up again change you know trying to change the game and and doing it doing it with a makeshift doing it with a makeshift team a makeshift line um three different feature backs i mean come on what what more what more do you want
5: I like his, uh, I like his activeness on Twitter lately, man. I like that (laughs) dude that tweeted him, the hashtag, I binged you in Madden, and he quote tweeted him, I block you on Twitter. (laughs) No, that was great,
1: dude. dude. best thing I've read. He's clapping back, man. He's clapping back on those haters. I love it. He's got the clap
2: back going, man. Oh, so good, man. I mean, it's, you know, it's good to see, it's good to see that. It's good to see him, you know, interacting with the fans. But you know what really feels good is to see him and Khalil. You know, communicating and uh, and to see the, to see that brotherhood, man. I saw that, man. My, that's a heart. My work. heart dropped. And yeah. I had I had a little bit of a tear. You know, I, 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 oh man, it just it felt good. It had me in my feels.
1: It, it's yeah. same thing, same thing, bro. I threw out a tweet. It was like when you see Derek Carr and Khalil Mack communicate on Twitter. And it was like that kid, <laughs> they get at the microphone, and he's like kind of smiling. He's like, he yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. He's
1: like, no. like
2: that's, Yeah, that's exactly. That was from my core, boys. Like, I felt that one. That was me. To Dude. DP, so it, 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 was like, it was like Dr. Evil sitting there. You complete me. I need you. I love you. And it's a sad
5: thing, man, too, because whenever I had Darren on this podcast, uh, episode three, he had mentioned, you know— uh that Derek and Khalil had talked just the day before and he knew of it so it's like one of those things man it's sad to see it and I know that Raider Nation Raider Twitter is all over on this thing and I feel that there is a sense of you know maybe betrayal with it uh but it it was a bad deal on both ends and the one thing that we knew was that him and Derek were close and they both could have been uh you know I don't want to say that he was uh ever had another team in his plans although that's just kind of what his actions led to so right
2: well I mean at the end of the day guys let's face it the Bears paid 141 million dollars to play one extra game so you know yes oh. it, it, it hurts us to lose Khalil but at the same time you know our defense wasn't really that good with him so true it's, you know that's it, facts so it's, it's facts. you know now we've got three first round picks this year mm-hmm. and and hopefully, hopefully Gruden can do something and, and put those those last couple Infinity Stones in the Gauntlet and and, and really roll out. So
5: yeah, and I, even last week I like Chris Reed's point. Uh, maybe we find a way to sign that veteran pass rusher like a like a Demarcus Lawrence, and still have those two picks for Khalil Mack. I mean, it's not replacing him,
1: but might uh, uh might heal the wound a little bit. And we have to understand here that. You know, I, I, I love Gruden. You know, back in the day, I loved him. There was some things he did early on with his new tenure here that bothered me. But I'm back on the upswing again, and I'm all on board. But, you know, let's let's be honest here. He's getting paid $100 million. So right. you're, you're going to make a trade like that, and you're going to send Khalil Mack away, and you're going to get draft picks, and you bring in your guy, Mike Mayock, you, you know, purge out Reggie McKenzie and all that. You, you need to hit on your picks. And yeah. you, need to develop, you need to develop your picks. So, you know, we're going to see... You know, um, what Gruden's made of with this. Yeah. You know, he, he knows he's gotten all the slander and if it all comes full circle, he's gonna look real good and everyone else mm-hmm. is gonna look real bad that's been bashing him, right? But of you course. know, the, the Mark Davis's money that he's putting into John Gruden, it's it's getting to the point now where it's it's go yeah. time. He's gonna have to draft well and develop well. And build this team back and uh you know they have a great opportunity though they have like 80 million in cap space they got four picks in the top 35 this year they got two yep. first round picks next year so yeah. the opportunity is there they just got to take advantage of it man could be
5: Huge. uh could be well over 80 man like i said my unpopular opinion i i'm still sticking to it Coletcio Simile, man, that cap hit could be a race next year. We could be we could be growing this thing. Maybe no. Cody. Seth Roberts. Why do you do this, Cody? Um, dude, I'm Cody, why do you
1: want to get rid of good players? I don't want to get rid of them. Players, I don't like
5: want to get rid of them. That's just how I feel where we're going, man. You know, Cody? here's dude, the you thing. You should be honest, Cody.
2: This is, an impu- this is not an unpopular opinion. It's crap. This is on record, <sighs> just so you know. So
5: watch cool. what you say, because whenever it happens. Oh yeah, it's gonna be all over the. Cody's I'm gonna telling put you, a
1: 15 second clip and let it replay
5: On over repeat. and over and over. No, you, know, <laughs> you know what, what happened
2: is Cody probably secretly bought his wife the Collecci assembly jersey just, to, just Dude. to sweeten the pot Dude. and to make sure <laughs> yeah. that he knew that this was gonna go through. He's that like, hey, probably- no that's <laughs> just that's
5: just the final stamp. As soon as I start hearing more rumors, then I'm gonna order the jersey and just like Khalil oh, Mac, as my. soon as that thing shows
1: up, he's gone. He's gone
5: oh. just like that.
1: All right. All right, I'm gonna get my number 84 Antonio Brown jersey. Nice. <laughs> I'm
5: gonna get I'm gonna get my wife an Antonio Brown and my jersey, Levy, too. Now jersey too.
2: jersey too. I'll have a couple. I'm gonna couple get her, I'm gonna get it. her
5: all the jerseys that you guys want, just so I know that my points are gonna be right.
2: Get your wife a <laughs> let's see, let's get your wife a Reggie Nelson jersey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's get her a Tom Cable jersey. Do they make a Tom know, Cable spaces. jersey? I could make one probably. I, I mean, you could probably make one. You just go down to. I would say go down and get our uh, put it on there. Um, number fifty-one here on it. No,
1: there's no number. There's just like a cable box on the back.
5: Like, oh, I was
2: gonna put the number of Saxity allowed this year, but that's cool. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but, but see, fifty-one would be very fitting because then it would be the number of Saxity allowed, but it would also be the the biggest piece of crap that 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 we just got rid of. So confirmation. I mean, it's, it, it kind of goes hand in hand, right? Like it's confirmation. You get one piece of crap, you get the other one. Uh,
5: I want to know your take. We, we we talked about this with Jose. This is the night before the conference championship games. And as a Raider fan, what do you got going for the AFC championship game?
2: Um, so remember that scene in uh the Dark Knight where in the Dark Knight rises where Bane walks in when he walks into Heinz Field and just sets a bomb and it blows everything up.
5: (laughs) That's what you want to happen.
2: Well, I don't (laughs) want I don't want a bomb to blow everybody up, but if 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 both teams could lose, it would be great. Um I hate both teams. I probably hate the Patriots a little bit less just because we don't have to see them twice a year. And, yeah. you know, and every time we do see them, it's, you know, it's, it's always a quote-unquote revenge game that doesn't always end up well. Uh, oh, but, yeah. you know, what I want to see tomorrow is I want to see them hashtag send Pat Mahome. Okay. Let's bring it back. Bring back the hashtag. Mm-hmm. Let's get it going. And, and then if they don't send Pat Mahome, well, at least in the Chiefs send the Pats to my home. So, either way, it's going to work, right? <laughs> either yeah. way, it's going to work. Some so, sort of Pat is going to my home. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a Pat going to my home. Makes sense. It makes sense. Okay. And I like your take.
5: I like- now, Kenny, uh, I've got something to talk to you about here. You know, last week, you talked about the trap that your wife put you in, man, right? She put you in this situation. We dished it up. We told you how it was. <sighs> guess what, man? Guess what? Oh. Your, your old lady called in. Of course and, she did. And she has something to say to you, man. Let's uh, let's play this thing for you, man. Let's play this. Hey, this
3: is Christina. I am the wife of the new Kenny King. Real talk with the king. And I just want to say, he was not all real talk. No, i He really was. But... He did happen to mention our Christmas Eve issue, which was a trap. So now that Uh you know, I'm going to need you to spend some time schooling my man on when those traps are occurring and teaching him how to get out of them. Because they will continue because I'm a woman and I am the Mm.
5: queen. (laughs) Oh, no, no. Hold on a second. The queen? No, it's not going to continue because you're... It's going to continue because you're a woman and you guys are evil that's why it's going to continue so let, let, let's finish this call real quick
3: <laughs> anyways i had fun listening to you guys um McKinney's really excited about these saturdays so i look forward to listening to what else you guys are gonna say and laugh some more take care
5: Man, look at, I'm telling you, man. Women are she just got, evil, man. I just got to put my business Hey, out, hey, hey. Yeah. I'm just
1: if my if my wife is listening, I am not on the uh, women are evil uh, board, so well, don't don't if Well, if my wife is that. listening. I'm not, I'm not. Women are trouble, evil, dude. and honey, Chris. you are evil too. I'm not, we not will getting talk in trouble now. This. No, you
2: guys are. You're creating Chris. You a pay a trap with the fireplace. Chris, I'll you pay the fireplace. Okay. You you, you get a you get a little. <laughs> exactly. Bit I'm ahead of the game right now. You're not <laughs> exactly. going to drive me
1: back down, Kenny.
2: Chris. No, I'm just saying. Like you you can afford to say you can afford to say, "Hey, you're crazy. Women are crazy. and You're evil." Okay. I'm a quote. I'm a quote, baby boy. Unstable creatures. Um, <laughs> but look, <laughs> look, man. I'm not Admiral Akbar, okay? I can't, I can't sniff out a trap.
4: You
2: know what I'm saying? Like, I everything's a trap, bro. Everything's a trap. Talk talk, talk to Doctor White Tiger. Doctor White Tiger. (laughs) Let's bring her on the show. Look, hey, (laughs) LT Great, LT Great Blanco. um, (laughs) I just, you know, I'm just trying to tell you, like, I shoot straight with me. You don't want me to do something, say don't do it. You want me to do something. Hey, go on and do it if you say i can do something or i could do something i'm gonna assume i'm gonna assume that i can
5: no if um, christmas
2: if christmas is on december 25th i'm gonna celebrate christmas on december 25th
5: that's too it's too easy man honestly and if it, mm, no I, I wish i wish it could be like that but every woman is the same they're all the same oh, and you know what Chris? You can deny it all you want but i'm just gonna go ahead and say off the record you agreed with us i mean i get the mics are hot Hashtag this hashtag. is White Tiger,
2: and it's I do <laughs> not approve this message. This is <laughs> women are evil. That's how this, this is, is going to go. Black Gorilla, and he totally did agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Like, you know what, but Kenny? You know what? In all, hey, in all honesty, in all honesty, I'm joking. I'm joking. You know, yeah. it's all love. You know, obviously, uh, kind of a fun I, game. I talk, I talk, I talk a big game, but you know, I, I am a big softy, and I will yeah. succumb to to the trap because you know, at the end of the day. You know, there's we have needs. So, oh
1: yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. me and he's Kenny's me. just Kenny's just getting quieter and quieter because he's <laughs> walking back <laughs> backwards further and further from <laughs> where he a, was. A no, because here's the, the my, thing: the backtracking is weird. Yeah, here's yeah, the thing did. is, whenever we got to re Kenny.
5: whenever we got to re listen to this with our old ladies. You know, both me and Kenny are going to be like, "Oh no, honey! I was just kidding. It's all—it's all just a show, exactly. honey. It's all exactly.
2: its all part of the show. It's all part and of Chris, the show." Can be, hey, and Chris is going to be sitting there with his the feet up, like, "Hey, see, honey, I didn't—I didn't do anything. White yeah, Tiger was—I su- didn't succumb to that, you know. White I mean? Tiger was good. I didn't bite. Yep. I didn't bite Roy's head today. White Tiger's yep. a liar."
5: <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Kenny, I appreciate you coming on tonight. We had a pretty loaded you. episode, man, and uh, some good stuff, man. Keep bringing that real talk. And we'll see you
2: next week, Kenny. All right, bro. Kenny. Later, man. You guys have a good night.
5: Bro, I'm telling you, I love Kenny King's segment each and every week. And I can tell you, this thing's going to grow into something pretty cool, man. I like the flavor that he brings. And I like the change of pace. It's not just about football at this point. I like to be able to talk a little smack about maybe what's going on on the Twitter feed. Hey, man, it
1: really is real talk with the King. Mm -hmm. You know, we get to... We just uh, you know, get to talk about whatever, football, anything going along culture-wise, or obviously you know, you get to uh, talk to Dr. White Tiger here about your relationship <laughs> issues. But, uh, yeah, I love Kenny, man. He does a great job coming on here. I'm glad we have him.
5: Yes, sir. So whenever, you guys know whenever you hear Real Talk with the King, you know that means it's the end of the episode. So let's wrap this thing up. So thanks again, and make sure you check out DC4LCustomtees.com. Like I said, they're loaded with our gear. They're loaded with all kinds of Raider fan gear. They got some cool stuff. I'd like to specially shout out, uh, he did a Dan over there at DC4L, did a custom design, a felonious fan shirt, and man, it fits. It, it's so fitting. It's great. As a Raider fan, man, we're always labeled the worst. And it's about time, man. You buy that shirt, and you just rep it proud, man. We're the felonious fan base, and you roll with it. And also, our new partner, Raider Nation for Lifer, rn4lifer.com. Like I said, check out that Raider Nation flag. I'm going to be checking it out anytime now, I'm meeting up with a guy. And it's some legit stuff. The flag, the patches, they got all the little gear that you guys might want and might not always think about. So make sure you check out their website, anything you got. And Chris... And it feels good to wrap up this episode by letting these guys know that we are the official podcast of Raiders Beat, man. That's, uh, it feels good, man. I feel, I feel good saying that on the podcast, man. How
1: do you feel? Hey, I've, uh, respected Raiders Beat for a long time. And to be able to be the podcast, uh, that's tied with them is, uh, it's an honor, man. I'm really excited that we're, this partnership is beginning. Let's just keep it rolling, man. Keep the train going. Yes, sir. And
5: of course, you know, uh, They're going to bring a little bit more traffic than we are. But I hope that after listening to our episode, you can jump right to their website and catch up on any articles that they have put out there. Uh, Me and Chris have discussed. They're probably, you know, the quickest to it. If there's a rumor going around, they like to jump on top of it. So if there's anything that we talk about, get after it. It's
1: on the RaidersBeat.com website. And not just on their website. Honestly, their Twitter page is great at RaidersBeat. You know, if something comes out, like a report, they are usually right on it. They'll write an article about it um touch up on kind of an opinion in there but you know a lot of facts about what the report said and then they have a lot of content through the draft and all that so they're a must follow on twitter at raiders beat yes sir and just like we covered wide receivers this week
5: next week we're covering the offensive line so uh, if you don't follow me on social media visit the website raidercody.com call in your opinion you heard the callers Call in your opinion on the offensive line. Whether it's good or bad, which I expect maybe a little bit more bad than good, that's fine. Call it in, 808-650-7220. I'd uh, love to get to know you. First-time callers are always welcome. All opinions are considered. And uh, until next week, folks, see ya. Later. Let's go Raiders.